Welcome back, everyone, to Pixel Radio Commentary. I am yeah, Zach. I did a little bit there. What? What? <laughs> Christine. I'm Car... Really? Oh, we try. We almost got through four. We were we so close to getting there. didn't at all, because I interrupted you in the I'm sorry. I'm distracted ah. by the Lobo. Yeah, look, Christine oh, is... Uh, you oh, broke th- your Lobo. <laughs> <laughs> Christine is fishing right now, literally in the middle of podcast. So if you hear some weird cardboard movement... Uh, it would be uh, fishing happening. All right, let's not torment let's... our listeners. <laughs> torment. I mean, maybe. We so could, I'm very excited. Maybe we could do some ASMR with the Lobo. <laughs> I don't think my voice let's does not. that. Isn't that like not a thing anymore? Isn't yeah, that like I, so I, I, 2017? No, people still do. No, that. it's definitely still uh, a thing. Definitely it's still like a thing. I will. If you go onto Twitch and go to IRL, like 90 percent of those are ASMR. Huh. Yeah. I assumed it would be all cooking. Well, it's it's it that went too. from well, cooking is its own cooking category. Makes me so oh, happy! It, it went see. from people doing it seriously to people doing it to make fun of it, and then I guess it's gone back around to people being serious about it again. I feel like these things are very cyclical. Yeah, it always goes like that. So anyway, what have you been up to recently? Obviously, Christine has been loboing. She is, is has been currently and will be. Yep, uh, she Forever. is the one of us who has the lobo right now, and thus. Everything is Labo. Though I only have uh, the basic kit. I don't have the robot kit. The robot. I've I've seen the robot one and like it's intense. It's intense, but it's also like I feel the least fun out of everything that the <laughs> Labo has to offer. Yeah, like honestly, I think the mini toys and mini games like are more must. Yeah, like I, like I think like part of what like makes Labo so interesting and like this is me being detached as a twenty-five year old male. Uh, that yay. I, I, Lobo isn't for me, but it's for 12 year old me. And like, it seems like the cool part about Lobo is the fact that you can like build and create your own things, yeah. cardboard matches. Yeah. Child me would have been so into this. Right? Like, and, it's kind of like if you love Legos and mini games, you would love Lobo. I would have yeah. enjoyed putting it together and then I would have played with it for five minutes and then I would never touch it again. Oh, like, like just put it in, in the, in your uh, closet in, and yeah. it'll collect dust yeah. at yes. the end of time. I like mean, that's quite, Legos. that's quite possible to happen though. I imagine like with like the piano, for instance, like when I was like younger, like I had like a flute, but it's like hard to like compose music on that, but it would have been kind of cool yeah, to have a mini piano. Yeah, because like the, the, the piano has like an entire digital audio workstation. Yeah, they actually it's have like, like, it's like simplified but yeah i mean you only you have like c to c so yeah, you have like it's one, one octave which is kind of yeah it's hard to compose but <laughs> it'd be but, really nice if there were at least two so you i mean you could you could switch octaves hands. probably yeah yeah, well, yeah that it's would be nice thing yeah that that's, is talking about that's what oh, that's yeah. my complaint but no but like i mean once you can when you can loop stuff like yeah it's a lot more difficult and a lot more work but you you still have the ability to do are it, you saying cool. that you can like like mix music yeah yeah you actually can yeah no kidding yeah there's a separate thing that's way cooler than i realized yeah there's actually a separate like game app function for that so you have like the basic piano i'm just playing and then you have like one where you direct music and like yeah yeah that's the one that's that's what i was talking about i I suck at it (laughs) it feels like at its best it's an extension of like warioware you know like the the old warioware games for the ds back in the day was just like a collection of mini games that you do one very stupid thing in, but damn it, I think, it wasn't I think, fun to I think do that a, one stupid thing in a weird way yeah but i think like there's i think it's like almost a mix of like that warrior s stuff and then like the like sort of the little big planet 
sort of deal that mm-hmm. you have where you have the ability to create. And I'm 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 excited because like I I have no doubt, you know, some some aerospace engineer and his kid are going to come up with something and it's going to be like, hey, we designed the Lobo and we can now like do the double slit experiment in quantum mechanics. I mean, there's already (laughs) people who've come up with like really cool things. Of course, they're blinking on me, but like really complicated things like there's a clock. Can you are you able to like download other people's projects? Um, I don't know if you can download them. I haven't checked that, but you can definitely create them. And they're hosting a contest actively right now for okay. who can create something really cool with yeah. Lotto. I, I want to. I, I am curious because I know how Nintendo and their, of course, Nintendo and their internet stuff are always like stuck. You know, about five years back, but I yeah. know with the concerns that now the Nintendo Switch is hacked, right, and like completely rooted. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if they are going to not are going to stray away from allowing people to do user created content and allow you to download projects to the Labo I mean, because that's how they crippled Mario Maker. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, for the 3DS. When I think of Nintendo, I definitely don't think open source, and maybe that's just me. <laughs> I mean, it's not. <laughs> I, yeah, I wish they did more stuff, but I mean, the fact that they're trying to hold a contest to also have people like share their oh, creations, yeah. I think that might be like them trying to show a step forward. And, like, uh, this is actually just a really cool proof of concept, too. Oh, yeah. like, wh- So I built two of the toys so far. I built the piano and the fishing game. And for one thing, the instructions are just really cute and very easy to follow. Since you can, you literally have, like, 3D got diagram of every single step. And you can, like, reverse it and go forward at various speeds and, like, watch every single step. And, like, some of the things they have, like, obviously are working on components of the Joy-Con that you just... You know, you're like, what is this here for? So, like, uh, for the piano, there's reflective, like, uh, silver pieces of tape that the, the like, a single Joy-Con uses to read to be able to tell when, like, keys are being pressed yeah. or, like, switches or buttons. And it's able to tell, like, whenever any of those are because it's already coded in to recognize, like, oh, okay, when this is here in this location, this will read like that. It was just, like, a really cool thing to figure out, like, on, like, the, when I was making it, I was like, oh, this is so cool and so clever. Um, I had some friends come over the other day and they helped me make the, the fishing one and they were honestly like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then like they started going through it and like just got like hooked into it. They were yeah. just so amused I mean, by the whole there thing. Is, there is something very therapeutic about uh, what like, you know, when you when you follow Lego instructions and mm-hmm. it's just kind of like like a very zen like similar to like taking care of a bonsai yeah. tree. I'm a master builder. I just wanted you to know that. I don't <laughs> ever use instructions. I Double totally thought couch. that w- my head went in way different directions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like walk out of IKEA like I'm going to burn these directions. Damn straight. I'm going to do it all oh, myself. <laughs> that sounds like my partner. <laughs> Definitely does that. But um but there's just so many fun details though that I actually put into this. Like for the fishing rod like I had friends playing with it and they were like laughing maniacally as they heard like that it made like the the click click sound as you like yeah. hook something in yeah, yeah yeah for example click click so it was just kind of like that like the string actually like comes in and comes out like there's like a lot of like details they obviously paid attention to and i think especially building it made me appreciate it a lot more rather than just playing with the toys honestly yeah yeah i wonder i wonder how how focused a kid will be to build this. Cause like it takes yeah. like three to four hours and that's oh, like well, an adult. That's just doing for the it. piano. Admittedly. I, I, I mean, yes, but I think, still, right? I think it took me three hours total for the piano. Yeah. Uh, the fishing rod we finished in yeah. like an hour, but yeah, there's definitely like a just, lot of delicate things. Like this game is rated for like the cardboard, like in mini game stuff is rated for six plus, 
and it's like some adult supervision might be yeah helpful. i'm just wondering to say no six-year-old in the entire world can no this stuff. i i do but think though, like granted i feel like you know, and i mean is, yeah this is something that i i think about a lot of different types of media is that we don't give kids enough credit i mean like to, that's pixar's greatest thing is that they give kids credit and you know if this is going to be a success, it'll be because they did the same thing. Yeah. I, I do think six might be just a tad too young, but I do That's definitely fair. think there are other kids like slightly older than that who would definitely latch onto this and be able to do it yeah. just perfectly I mean, and properly. With, with parental help, it'd be fine. I mean, I imagine there still are going to be the the uh, parents that are like, okay, I guess I'll make this for you. <laughs> you like are over yeah. there playing like Odyssey and I want to play Odyssey. But the thing is, though, <laughs> you need to have like the game system. Like, it, you need to have the cartridge in since it's all like part of the game. Oh, Building fair. it is so, part of the game. Yeah. So no, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, built when in. you when you do it, right? The instructions are on on this like on the switch, and you oh, have to follow them. And like, I think there are even times where it's like. You're almost there. <laughs> yeah, it does that. It Encouraging the... words. No, it's so cute. It does so many cute messages. Like they make like sad or not sad, like funny, like little puns and jokes here and there. Like especially once it gets repetitive, they just switch it up a little bit so you're amused. But honestly, like just the calming sounds of how everything folds. Trust me, if you play the game, you make make it. Like the folding and like the music they play at that time is just very calming and relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> so how many different cardboard things does the base pack come with? Um, so this one came with four, five. Four or five? It's five. Five. Um, because it's these two, plus there's a house game, plus there's, oh, I think there's like, I saw the RC track for something. I don't remember. I, like I don't care about that one as much. Yeah, and there's also a little robot, but that's a very simple one. Yeah. So it's like a little like bug. So like this gutter bugs or whatever the heck those toys are yeah, called. Yeah, and then that one, I think that goes for 70 well, no, no, the bug is part of this. No, kit. no, no. I'm saying the. I'm oh, saying but the, the robots. No, yeah. no, no, no. I'm saying that the the Lobo oh. Lobo variety pack goes for seventy, but the oh, yeah. robot. So the other one is the robot, which is the 80. only thing that comes with it is the robot, and it's eighty, and it's like you basically put on armor and you stomp around, and it's kind of like I I watched people play it, and I'm just kind of like. So, I feel like the variety pack's the way better deal here. Yeah, I think the variety pack is way more interesting. But at the same time, though, since this is a Japanese game, I feel like the robot kit reminds me a lot of a lot of anime. Mecha. <laughs> feel, Your little mechs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like Big Hero 6 if you want like, mean, an actual size like, comparison. Yeah, I'd be like... Super Sentai Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to go with Gundam, but sure. <laughs> little Gundams. Yeah. Gundams I mean, yeah. for ants. Gundams are great. <laughs> um... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so speaking of like how calming that is, <laughs> uh I played a game that's involves <laughs> the exact opposite. It involves something called Spartan Rage. So uh, and a whole lot of murder. And a whole <laughs> lot of murder. Uh, yeah. God of War. Uh, God of War. Yeah. Uh, I know. It's actually really funny when we talked about like games like when this came out, I was like, I'm gonna get Labo and you were like I'm getting God of War. I'm in God of War. <laughs> I'm in that whole uh I beat it since we last talked. I started and beat it since we last talked. Really? Uh, it is. It is probably. It, lived up to the hype. it is probably a game of the year contender. Really? Nice. Like no, like no joke. Wait, how um, long was the storyline? I think it's about twenty to thirty hours. Okay, so, so it's that's not, not it's bad. Not, it's not too bad. It's PS4 exclusive. Um, yeah, it it has, and I I'm sure that everyone you know that all of you guys have seen articles online about. The story and like having to deal with your kid, who is the Atreus, who is in the game, and the story that it goes with, and the the themes that it come it 
it talks about things about toxic masculinity, a lot of criticism about the previous games and who Kratos used to be and dealing with themes of fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. But uh, nonetheless, it is still it is still a God of War game. It is completely different. It's not the same sort of like quick time event, ha- frantic, like hack and slash, like fixed camera. It's a little bit more Dark Souls-y. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I would say more action RPG, like maybe like the old... Uh, Devil May Cry games. Everyone who I've talked to about it has just been like, yeah, so throwing the axe and then having it come back is oh, pretty much the most satisfying thing dude. on the planet. <laughs> it, it feels so... Yeah, so you have an axe <laughs> that returns to your hand in the same, very same, similar way that Mjolnir? Sure. Mjolnir? I can't. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, Norse stuff is uh, hard, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, by the way, this... Um, the previous games did sort of Greek stuff. This one goes into Norse mythology, um, which kind of leads to a, some interesting uh, realizations about the God of War world and very interesting realizations where this series may go in the future. And I, I am very excited. I, uh, I'm just curious, how much like North or Norse mythology do you know before? I know the Thor movie does not count. Uh, so, <laughs> actually... Like Ragnarok isn't actually, yeah. like, right. from the annals of As, Swedish myth- like well, lore? N- n- yeah. No, it's not, but it is... There are there are, there are are things from it, but yeah. I would say that... As someone that did not watch Thor and Ragnarok, but someone that did play Senua Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, which mm-hmm. deals a lot more with the actual Norse mythology. I need to play that um, so bad. It is... <laughs> I will say it is. It was an interpretation of what, of what Norse mythology is. It is not the same way. It's not set up in the same way mm-hmm. that Norse mythology is. So it is its own little twist. But it is very. It is very interesting with the ways that it plays with Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. And if you knew Norse mythology and like had looked it up as you were playing, you almost would spoil certain smoking guns oh. or Chekhov's guns, which is it's it's, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's like not enough to there. There, there are some things that will be spoiled or will be hinted at. Yeah. But it, it's, I would say that it actually does add to the enjoyment of the game. Yeah, since that's an interesting question, like, um, since my family is part Norwegian, yes. like, my mother's side is significantly Norwegian, so, like, I definitely care about Norse mythology. Yeah. So it's interesting as it comes into, like, more media. Like, when Frozen came out, that was, that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, like, the, the way that the game deals, deals with, a, with a lot of the Norse mythology and a lot of those characters is very interesting, and mm-hmm. I am excited to see where it goes. Ugh, um, I'm avoiding. There's a lot of spo- <laughs> there are a lot of spoiler like heavy spoilers about mm-hmm. that game and a lot of like incredible realizations. But it, it is a fantastic game. There are there a lot of it is very introspective in dealing with Kratos and what he used to be. And it's very clear that it's like it's a very clear case of I do not like the person that I was. Yeah, I was going to say which is which is what you get the end of at the yeah. end of God of War three anyway. Yeah. From what I was from what everything I've heard about the game, it's very much the God of War franchise growing up, and because like yes, that um, that series is notorious for its you know aggressive violence and some very very unpleasant depictions of women yeah. and of Un- underrepresented groups and you know. Just in general, really not being a great role model, such as yeah. it were, for young men. Yes, uh, I will say that there is there is legitimate valid criticism, and there these are things that I do have gripes with. Mm-hmm. Um, it does not address any of the uh, objectification of women. Mm. Um, That's definitely disappointing. It, it ignores it in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. On in another sense, there are very stereotypical gender roles, like Kratos again being the brooding dad. And there is a character in there that acts very motherly, right? Um, 
it, it plays well, fine and well into the plot of everything. Um, but it, it, I would have been more excited to see them change things up in there. Yeah. Uh, again, and then again, like the there is there is a sense of gratuitous violence that is almost a disconnect from the some of the things that Kratos wants to teach his kid. Uh, but the reality of the world that they exist in makes it in a sense almost unavoidable especially in Norse mythology where conflict and violence is not only is not only uh supported but it is celebrated in that in that uh mythology right i mean and, valhalla <laughs> yeah and 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 they don't really do much to kind of address that uh address those criticisms on Norse mythology uh though that said they do kind of flip the script on on like who's good and evil in a weird way so mm. Yeah. I, I, well, well, this is actually a wonderful chance to sort of move into uh, <laughs> what we're going to be talking about because Carlo obviously loves the game, loves God of War. Yeah, I, I, I am. I, I definitely, I do like it a lot. I wouldn't necessarily say love. Oh, um, fair I, enough. Yeah, but like, well, I would say that it's like it is a very strong contender for for game, game of, of the year. year. Um, it is a very strong contender for for like best surprise of the year because I had very very low expectations for that game when I it came out. I think most people did. Um, and I am, I, I am very glad that I was proven wrong, mm -hmm. especially as I got further into the story and I was constantly surprised. Um, that is said, you know, it's not without its criticisms. Yeah. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is the games, some of our favorite games, uh, or, you know, just games that we like games that we love and the problems that we have about with them. Cause, and this is not to say that we dislike these games in any way or, or that we, we're not telling you to go out and like review bomb them or yeah. like you you should never buy these games and these games are are now like like they, these games are compromised in some sense and but that you know sometimes that's a product of their time sometimes that's just that's just the story they were telling and sometimes it's not necessarily the things that they do but it's the things they didn't do yeah and yeah. we want we think it's very important and credit to carlo for sharing an article i forget where it was it end gadget or no it's a waypoint waypoint uh, it was a waypoint article talking about god of war in this context but basically we think it is very important to criticize the things that you love and yeah. to, not to say like oh oh i'm going to turn it into something that i dislike but to recognize that even something that you love even the the things that you really care about can have flaws and it's fine to say that and to still love it knowing about the yeah. flaws that it has because with, with self-criticism and i feel this applies to almost all art and all media mm -hmm. and, and even just like day-to-day like -day life that like if you aren't take if you aren't able to take the step back and like critically look and see and like take a look at it then you don't really get the progress you don't learn there's no progression in life without being able to critique and see the issues with that and see how you can improve because if you kind of just accept it for what it is and just say well that's it you don't need to do more then you're you're not really going to go anywhere with your next with your next game or what the next story that you want to tell. Yeah. And it's very important to 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 make sure that you continue to do that even for the things you love because you need to challenge a lot of the norms, a lot of the status quos, a lot of the assumptions that are made about video games. Yeah. So let's get into it. Who wants to go first? What do you love but also hate? <laughs> That's a great way to put it. I don't think that is a great way to no, put it. It's, no, it's a deliberately terrible way to put it. Yeah, since like, I feel like all the, these games is like I have minor gripes. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even about things in story or something like that, but some of the best games in the world are, in a variety of ways, 
really bad. Like, I've talked a lot about how much I like Seven Days to Die. That game is objectively really shitty. Uh, the graphics are awful. <laughs> it's clunky. It's clunky like you would not believe. It's the frame rate drops. You're <laughs> uh, just like, all right, everyone's like in on this. Like, let's like, go. All right, there are zombies, and the frame rate is now two. <laughs> it's extremely glitchy. Things fall through the floor. Of like, thing you fall through the world and die. Is that the charm though? <laughs> but it is, and it honestly is like kind of nostalgic in a way because it's like. Triple-A games are so polished these days. We don't get to have all of these fun, stupid glitches that we make fun of and post on, like... Well, I that's... mean, you haven't played a Bethesda game in recent years. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, like... Not recently, you're right. There, there is, like, there is, now that you mention it, kind of a fun in having something be just straight up fucking broken. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like that's the thing with, like, I remember Sky... Like, again, Bethesda... Uh, we're sorry, but I'm not really. We actually. love we love you very much, but sometimes I, sort of, your sometimes. horses go straight up a cliff. And, yeah, and sometimes it's sometimes like yeah, you, you kind of go places I don't really care about. Sometimes uh, you hit a, Sometimes you get hit by a giant and suddenly becomes that, SpaceX. So that's actually what I was talking about. Like that was a glitch that I remember hearing one. about, and I think like Bethesda literally came out and said like, you know what? That's fucking stupid. That but it's hilarious. We're just gonna keep it in. We're going to keep the fact that when you you die, the rest of your damage is turned into force. Yeah. Which makes yeah. no sense, but, like, sure, let's go. I mean, like, I feel like a lot, like, things like that kind of go along the line. Like, perfection is actually kind of boring in some ways. And, like, those little flaws actually make things even better. Yeah. yeah. It gives character in a yes. weird way. Absolutely. I mean, that's what the Civilization games did. And I, God knows I love the Civilization games. And the but you fact hate that, Gandhi. The fact that Gandhi <laughs> is new Cappy arose out of a glitch. Like that, and, and we all love that. Yeah, it just became a part of the story of the game. Yeah. Is that, you know, yep, if you try and be nice to Gandhi, sometimes he'll just fucking nuke you. And yeah. it's literally... That is the result of a glitch where they, because Gandhi had the lowest aggression level possible, but you could still reduce his aggression level. The the programming system that was used basically meant that his aggression system became the maximum possible if it, you lowered his aggression. It didn't from go negative; it just yeah. went back up yep, to the max. And gets back up to positive. And I think we would all agree that great. We Thanks, love. Editors. A lot of glitches. Like, I just actually, earlier this week, spent a bunch of time on the game physics subreddit laughing my face <laughs> off yeah. at, like, the kind of stuff that happens in FIFA where you... Oh, FIFA is the best for that. slide tackle someone and it's just like... Yeah. Like, and I, I would awesome. even argue that, like, sometimes some of these game mechanics, right, that are either glitchy or so at sometimes uh, not fun in mm -hmm. a weird way, I would say that that actually does add character and it adds... Uh, Sometimes they are deliberately done in order to present a certain idea. And yeah. when you take that away, you you get a game like Far Cry 5. I was about <laughs> to say that where every time you get in a vehicle in multiplayer, you it's, it, it just explodes. Or well, yeah, yeah. There's, there's bugs. <laughs> that, those bugs are funny. But I would even say, like, the way that Far Cry 5 is built from the ground up is, is in a way to empower the player. And it's not really – it's very almost, as you were saying for AAA games, it's polished into the sense where – it's like they're not saying anything, which they definitely don't say anything in Far Cry Five. But if you if you go back and look at <laughs> the game of the year, <laughs> yeah, if you go back and look at the game that everybody compares whenever a Far Cry Far Cry game comes out, is Far Cry Two because it's so there are parts of it that are terrible. That but, is a very very different game. Yes, yeah. and like there are, there punishes are, the player. Yeah, there are mechanics that like will punish the player, but 
all of it is in the in the name of like reminding you that you are never really in control in this world in this in the world that you're in in the world of chaos like things will kill you and will hurt you and will make life difficult for you whereas like in Far Cry 5 it's like I don't know this is your playground you it's a it's a sandbox playground have fun yeah. Well, we sort of got off our off our track. We did. We did a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. I mean, we talked a bit about, you know. Cause but it, they're, they're all parts of it. Yeah. yeah and I, I think things. that for all of my favorite games, that's what I can say is that I recognize that it has its flaws. But most of them, because I like the game and because it obviously doesn't break the experience for me, it's charming. I like Minecraft. Minecraft looks like crap. But <laughs> that's a big part of Minecraft's charm is that it's simple and it's just blocks and pixels. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and for me, it, it, like obviously, you know, glitches being a a big thing for you, and that kind of brokenness, that kind of like charmingly shittiness, definitely yes. being a thing. That, like for me, I a lot of the games that I recognize have major problems are story wise, and I like yeah. the, the big two. I sort of think of two of my favorite games are Batman: Arkham City. Mm-hmm. And Bioshock Infinite, and oh, I, the bio oh. the Bioshock Infinite, so two two of my favorites. But fully yeah. recognizing, and I'll start with Bioshock Infinite. I love that game for how fun it is and the things that it really wants to say about, uh, like about video games and about America's role as in race and and about ab- yeah about ab- about racism in general yeah like, and about, about women's role in games and yeah. about like how it really kind of breaks it down like it was a really powerful moment for me in that game to have your to realize you know this isn't really my story this is elizabeth's story mm. and she's powerful enough that I kind of don't need to be here as the player. Yeah. And that's sort of weird. But I really loved that. And I loved what it did. However, the game also kind of falls apart in the third act when it comes to race relations. Yes. Like, <laughs> kind of aggressively. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of that, it, I'm willing to forgive it there because I feel like that wasn't what it, it was trying to say something about violence with yeah. where the third act went like violence mm-hmm. begets violence yeah what it ended up saying was donald trump saying both sides yeah and it, i don't think it was conscious of that but that is a really that you like once somebody pointed that out to me i was like well shit yeah, yeah. there's no and way then, around like, that and like the the whole like concept of like I mean, yeah, like, like there, there are issues in, with that game with the ways that it does portray those characters, right? Like, or even, even just like Elizabeth. Like, Elizabeth is more powerful, and she plays such an integral part. But like, the 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 stereotypical character that she plays for the majority of the game is just that. It's like, oh, I'm just your plucky little manic pixie girl dream dream girl partner that also happens to. Uh, yeah, like there's spoilers there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, she's for better or worse, she is the what she is one of the like Joss Whedon feminine hero archetypes where she's hyper strong but emotionally weak. Yeah. And that is like not great either. That's not a like and granted the game does subvert that as you get closer to the end. Yeah. But yeah. that the yeah. criticism of her as that I think is still a valid one. You know, I uh Though this is technically a not a game, but I think Korra actually does a really good job with that type of thing where she is obviously very strong since she is like the avatar and all powerful in that sense. But she also is not necessarily the emotionally strongest because she is young and stunted by 
being burdened but by I, that. I feel, but that's a different way. I feel to that's do it. that's totally different, right? Yeah. Like that's a that is to provide almost the story. It's more of a coming of age story. It's more to provide yeah, character and that definitely happens. Where yeah. whereas in Bioshock, like that is just Elizabeth until you get to like the end, until and then the DLC, the third act, yeah, and then the DLC, yeah. Like yeah. the DLC is like fantastic with the ways that it plays with Elizabeth and and like her intentions, right? Because mm-hmm. You you then sort of become this like she becomes like this like cosmic being and you are her plaything almost completely, and that is that is much more interesting especially the yeah the 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 callbacks there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, but, I, and I, I think that is like I don't really have a lot of criticisms about the ways the game is built except for obviously you know the absurd difficulty curve that happens oh yeah like it like it like bumps up and you're like okay now i need to like jump on this thing and i need to shoot these things like i have to jump on the rail shoot these things while i'm going off and now i need to jump there now i need to like pull up this pull up this like thing elizabeth go ahead and throw me some ammo yep like it is so okay we went from just like all right normal 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 what the fuck uh but you know another a different game that again i love for the story and for sort of what it does being you know arkham city i love again the way it handles the relationship of batman and the joker i love a lot of the mechanics of the game i love the combat mechanics uh i don't really like the traversal mechanic of the game mechanically i mean mm-hmm. it, it just it's just kind of boring after a bit just like and zip line and fly i as much as i my favorite part of the arkham games are the stealth component and then that just gets repetitive really quick which is like you that's almost very highlighted in the sense where you look at arkham asylum right which is a very tight closed corridor game and which is again fantastic but even though with not with its faults but like you can see that like they were trying to expand that in arkham city and i feel like expanding that but like keeping the same mechanics that you had from a close and tight spate and that were developed for that sort of world is definitely a fault there. Yeah, it it, it it doesn't feel right. It goes from, you know, these big open spaces to suddenly these tiny confined areas, and it, it feels, it kind of like breaks the flow of a bit. Again, though, I like Arkham City weirdly better than I like Asylum. Asylum. And I, I think it is that still better than either of the ones that any of the ones that came after. That's true. Those. And then again, like even story wise, as much as I love so much of what the story is doing about, you know, political corruption. And I love what it has to say about Batman and the Joker and their relationship. Every single female character in oh. Arkham City, it, it's like, oh, man, this is this is rough. Like the like the butt zooming on uh, Talia. Yeah, or just like any line that Catwoman or Poison Ivy has, where they're like, <sighs> "We are sultry female characters <laughs> who are <laughs> only Poison here Ivy. for Look you." Look at how little clothing I'm wearing. Yeah, it's it's not. I, I never played Arkham City. I played Arkham Asylum, and it was not good either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a while since I've played that, so oh, maybe it's boy. the same. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, like I, I mean, the the one thing I will praise about that game is that is that that combat has now is now in fucking everything. Yep, and everyone knows because everyone was like, "Oh, this is this is a game mechanic that we want." Um, and it's really yeah. funny that it started out as a Guitar Hero clone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm serious. We we can talk about we'll that talk later, about but that. yeah, that in another that's a, that's a topic for another day. The Arkham combat started because the game was a Guitar Hero clone. So. It's like a, it's it's very rhythmic if you think about it. Oh my no. god! 
right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Moving um, along. Um, and yeah, like I will say that very similar to your gripes with Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, that is, um, Metal Gear Solid Five. Mm, yeah, it, it, that fantastic emergent open world. Uh, How it handles quiet, quiet is not great. It's not great. Um, there are aspects about it that are better than like the straight up sultry, uh, sultry. What's it? What's her face? Right, like like the femme like, fatale, the femme pretty fatale, much. Yeah, um, where she does almost play a very similar role, but a lot of weird things are subverted. Um, the ex- the whole like oh I I can't I am wearing scantily clothes. I'm scantily clothed is not great. Um, it is obviously a male gaze, even Hideo. Isn't it? Isn't it? He was like, oh yeah, she breathes through her skin or so, something as his excuse. Well, so like, oh, the Starfire excuse. Well, <laughs> well, like, so it, it's it's well, actually a, it's a little bit more weird, and I'll go into suppose since this is like it's been out for a while, but it's more, it's because there's a scene at the very beginning of the game where you throw literal fire on her because she's normal, she's a normal human at first, but then your a character throws fire on her, burns her skin off. And you toss her out the window. Dick. Well, she was going to kill you, so it's like, fair is fair in a weird way. Very I mean. <laughs> yeah. But, and then, and then like, supposedly she, her body was then modified with a parasite, which now makes her breathe through her skin. Um, which, yeah, does lead to, it seems like a very convoluted excuse just to make her scantily clad. Uh it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no there's no real good excuses for that, especially with a lot of the a lot of things. And she does play a love interest in the game. Um but in a much Oh next more... you're gonna tell me she has a tragic backstory where her husband was murdered. <laughs> no, it's more Let's just cram every trope into she it. Murdered uh, her own husband. <laughs> I, think, I think it was much more in the she was able like the whole re- time that she didn't talk was because the parasite that ended up being her skin um, and this is actually a big theme throughout the game is it's activated by English. So there's a parasite that will kill once it it hears, so to speak, a certain language. It's Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, I, I was going to say, wow, it's this Hideo is some Kojima. convoluted bullshit, but also it's Metal Gear it's Metal Solid. Gear. And yeah. convoluted bullshit is like Tuesday it, in the Metal Gear yes, Solid it's Tuesday. world. Um, so like, like that aside, that is like, so then there is a very, I do think that there is a very interesting arc where you do deal with her having to having to come to terms with the fact that a she is being told to kill him and she's mad at him because you know she burned you burned you ruined her life you burned her skin off but at the same time you as the player character have shown loyalty to her and therefore building a relationship with her as the game can, goes through but that said that it doesn't excuse any of the any of the weird stuff like not even weird like kind of disgusting sex sexual overtones of that game um, in a very similar game, uh, not similar game, in a similar way, my favorite game of all time, Persona 4, is a, it's a fantastic game. It gets high school kids so right in a way that spoke to me as a high school kid at the time when I played it. Um, and it was, yeah, it was high school kids with high school-ass problems. But I think the opening scene of that is is uh, one of the characters, Rise, showing up in a bikini. And she is a high school kid. Uh now that is not to say that I wouldn't necessarily say that is a, it's a pro- dramatic silence from the three yeah. of us I'm there. Like every anime ever. Yeah, and I will say yeah. I will say that is that does come with the the uh, cultural context. It's the of JRPG Japan, thing, where, for better or worse. Yes, where like in terms of like because in a weird way, like you can almost like you, you, there are multiple ways you can look at that, right? It's like 
is Japan more comfortable with their sexuality, or is this just kind of a <laughs> um, kind of a throwaway thing here? No, no. but yeah, but see, <laughs> no, no. But that's, I mean, that's why. That's why. That's why I was nice I synchronicity. Say, yes, I was getting yeah. there, but yeah, like no, it's not. It's obviously like, oh, she is like this idol, and she does play an idol in the game, right? And there's never really a good criticism on idol culture mm-hmm. and the perverseness that surrounds it. Right. Yeah. Um, it does deal with her personal problems about being an idol, but it it doesn't really do do it right, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then you you when it comes to gay, lesbian and transgender issues, that mm-hmm. game goes places it should not go. Oh, um, where? <laughs> like there is a character that is very heavily implied to be a uh, gay uh, and it's almost yeah. half the time made played for laughs a lot. And That's it's so common in Japanese games. It is. Um, and it is, yeah, it is played for laughs and it is very awkward. And uh, while those characters are endearing and they are friends, it, it doesn't make the fact that those design decisions and those story decisions were bad. And and lastly, the the character of Naoto, who who plays a, who is a, who is a girl which is a big spoiler, but mm-hmm. who plays, who pretends to be a male detective because out of some expectation that society expects her to be male and they won't pay attention to her mm-hmm. because unless she is male. And they could have gone in a much better way mm-hmm. with that. And like, and maybe, and you know, she was much more comfortable being that way and it was very uncomfortable with her body and they could have address interesting transgender issues but yeah. no they don't they kind of go with like oh no i'm a girl i mean admittedly there actually are lots of instances in history in which people are comfortable being women but actually do pretend to be a male just because of various rights that's actually very true historically for yeah. like law lesbians or one pretends yeah. to be a dude so they can live comfortably with their partner yeah yeah this was this there were way better ways that they could have addressed this instead yeah. of her then at the end basically going like, well, nope, I'm just going to expect accept that I am a girl. And it's yeah. like they, they, they did not deal with it in ways that and, and, you know, this is a game that came out in what, 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is there is a bit of lack of contextuality with modern day, but it's still 2008. That wasn't like, that 10 years ago. It's not that long ago. It's <laughs> yeah. a decade ago. Yeah. So Chris- a lot of stuff has changed, but at the same time, that doesn't give them an excuse to to do that properly. And yeah. real quick, before we move on to what you were going to say, Evelyn, I'm sorry. I was uh, just I- going to say, Christine, do you have any games that you want to talk about? <laughs> before we get there, I w- just like want to go back to the original point and say, okay. uh, Carlo, again, <laughs> this is your favorite game of all time. Uh, definitely. Yeah, and by far. That's uh, so. Again, as we criticize these games, and we've sort of gotten into just like shit on game territory, which is fun. Don't get me wrong, but it's important to remember. I think where we started, which is these are games that we love, and in this case, yeah. this is Carlo's favorite game, and it is and important and good to be able to recognize that the things you love have faults. And I will say that, like, like in the game Persona Five, which is the sequel to it, they do. They do come to terms with some of that stuff in a, in a better way. They do sort. They don't necessarily address a lot of the gay transgender stuff, but in the game, there is a there is a transgender bartender who all she's there is is basically to be this cool bartender. You, it never really goes explicitly into her what into the fact that she that it's a he 
it's a male that is cross-dressing as a female. It doesn't ever go into any of that. You just call her by her name, and she actually gives some of the best advice in the entire game. Cool. Yeah, that can be a really nice way, actually, to include... Like, this is, like, an argument for where you definitely want to have, like, minority groups, you know, be more prominent, but it is nice also to normalize people, like, have them as important but still side characters. Yeah. Indeed. All right, Christine. <laughs> as Evelyn now. was trying to. <laughs> Sorry. Like, Sorry like, about that. <laughs> I mean, kind of a more mild gripe, but something that's been very strong throughout my life is I associate very strongly with being female. I'm very happy and content with that. And growing up, most a ton of my favorite games, Pokemon, namely, at first, you know, you can only play as like a male character or like the gender limitations. And then also for later games, the sexuality like limitations are actually really frustrating for me. Like when I was a kid, like I hated how I could only play a guy. And like as I got older, um, when games more like Overwatch came out and there was like a ton of female characters and options that I could choose play style. That improved a lot. Um, also, though, my biggest thing is for the Harvest Moon series, which other games such as Stardew Valley have fixed this, where um, to court characters, you have to be the opposite gender, which is very yeah. frustrating in a game like that. They take so much time to build up your farm and you want to build it, but it's like, I don't know who I want to court. Oh, I have to decide this half. In the beginning. And all all of the opposite gender sucks sometimes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Like no. a wonderful life, they all suck. All the yeah. girls suck when I play a guy. You know, it, 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 it's rough. Like, yeah, um, a trio of towns is pretty good for this. But there are some games in which it's like, literally, like, I'm just like, well, I want to play a female character. And they do allow your characters to dress up as opposite gender now, which they didn't used to do. But, like, it bothered me so much. It's like, I want to, like, date all these women, but I want to be a woman myself. And it's just not satisfying enough being all like, okay, let me just dress up. Because then there's things that pull you back in. Like, being like, like, oh, yeah, I am a male character in this instead of female. Time to play Monster Prom, right? (laughs) I'm so excited about Monster Prom. But, yeah, like, with the Harvest Moon games, like, like I said for A Wonderful Life, like, I played that game and, like, I thought all of the female characters sucked. And then when I like I Nami, think, Nami's okay. But then like, I think there's a, there's a version of that game where you can play a female, right? Like, it's, yes, yeah, it's another one. It's another, life. It's, it's another, Which another one life. I jumped on that. Like, that as soon is as I so out, like the, the storylines you get there are way better in my opinion. Also, you have better cheat codes. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, like, like the storylines that you have, I forget. I don't even remember the characters names off the top of my head anymore, no. but like, like they, they were much more compelling. They were much more interesting. And it was like, Oh, this is cool. But like, like I wish I could have like merged those in a weird way. Yeah. There's a lot of really good improvements there. Um, and I think also the gripe is just more so like, I'm, uh, this is true for so many people, like wanting to see representation of themselves in media and yeah. like, I think there are certain ones where it's, like, you just feel very strongly about things. Like, I like how for Pokemon now, like, obviously you can do male and female choices, but also in the more modern And you games. can dress up. And you can dress up. <laughs> it is so weird that, like, because that's, like, the classic joke about Pokemon Red is Professor Oak being, like, are you a boy or a girl? But that, like, has totally come back around to be, like, yeah, are you a boy or a girl? That's up to you, not up to. But And it's weird that they got rid of that for a while. I, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. But also, you can also choose to, you know, have, like, different skin tones now, too, like, which is nice. If, mm, yep. You know, you like, so there's still not a very wide selection, but at least it's better for if you're like, oh, I'm tired of playing as, like, this pale-ass, like, white kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I will say in in the, uh, I haven't played the new versions of the, of uh, Pokemon, but. In, I played all of them. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, no, but as in, uh, 
fuck, what are they called? Uh, describe, describe. The newest, the newest one. So that Sun and Moon, Super. Yeah, Sun and Moon. Yeah, I haven't Ultra. played. I haven't played Ultra Sun and Moon, but like I do remember when playing through as a girl through my first playthrough in mm-hmm. Sun and Moon, I was like, uh, Lumisine. Lum- Oh, oh God! I can't like I can't that. remember her like her, her proper Lusamine? name. Actually. Lusamine? Yeah, yeah, it's something like something that. Like that. Like like that's the that's the gr- the girl, right? or is that the evil? That's one? her mom. Her yeah, mom. That's who's the, the, who's that's the girl the that that Lily? Uh, Lily. Lily. I always cosplay her. Yeah, <laughs> Lily's kind of into you, regardless if you're a guy or a girl. Oh yeah, yeah, which I'm down <laughs> with. Yeah, and what's your? I shipped my character in her. Yeah, yeah. So hard. Oh no, no, I did too, totally. But like, then who's the other guy? Who's the other guy? Her brother? No, the other dude. Oh, he, how? How? How was like totally trying to get with her, but she was like, <laughs> nope, I only have eyes for the main character. As you should. Yes. <laughs> I'm oh, you, I saved the world. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> I think Lily's a pretty cool character. Lily she is awesome. Like I said, I want to actually do a cosplay of Lily so bad. So look forward to that, <laughs> definitely. One day. And I got to say, when you can say that a Pokemon game, which is kind of like the lowest possible bar for story and stuff like that, has better female characters than freaking yeah. God of War, like you should really think about the goddamn game you're yeah. making. <laughs> yeah. I I would say that like that with God of War again, like um, the, the, the problems with that, yeah, are the whole very stereotypical gender stereotypes. Um, I will say that there are there are very interesting things that you can see say about female characters. And I but I do really wish that um, there are certain female characters that are sort of in the game, but not really. I wish they were stronger um, in a sense. And mm. that, that would have been much better. Oh, yeah. Also, I'd actually like to add a little bit of an addendum that I pretty much only care as strongly as I do about the gender choice and things like that in games where it's like it's supposed to be like me in that role. So like Pokemon, it's like you become the very best Pokemon trainer or like Harvest Moon, which you're like forming this life. And it's like much more organic and like your choices versus an explicit storyline. Yeah, I feel like that's an important distinction because kind of like with Elizabeth, where you're following her story in this game, like it's a different thing it's not necessarily like what you're creating it's like a completely different storyline in my opinion fair enough all right well i think (laughs) we have talked a lot today about just general criticisms of the thing that we love because the things that we love and i'm pretty happy with that and we do love them Sometimes despite, sometimes because of their flaws. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, let us know. Like, send us a message. Let us know the stuff that you love. We'd be happy to talk about them. We'll mention it on on a future (laughs) episode. We'd love to just discuss the things that you guys think, too. So... Send us a note, leave us a comment, leave us a a review on iTunes, and we'll we'll definitely talk about it in the future. Bye. Yeah, well, uh, I guess that's I guess that's it. Yeah, we're good. Was that not the conclusion? No, that 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 was. We're out. And uh, yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.